Welcome, everybody, to episode 26 of Stupid or Irresponsible. My name's Justin Shelley, CEO of Master Computing. And I'm Joe Milo, CIO of Master Computing. Joe, how's your week been? Oh, boy, it's been pretty good. Yeah? Getting a lot of rain. I, good. Are you a fan of the rain? Because... I, yeah, I'm from dry West Texas, uh, where you know three inches a year was looking good. Uh, so three inches overnight is pretty awesome. So you like that? Okay. <laughs> I like green. Green's cool. Okay, I like green, but I don't like the price you have to pay to get green. <laughs> so you know, as we've started doing, Joe, what's uh, the most interesting the thing that's happened to you through all this rainy week? Uh, not a lot. Um. That exciting, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, girlfriend finished up uh, teaching, so I guess her school year is over. Right. Um, so getting holiday schedules and figuring all that fun stuff out. Right. Uh, booked the booked the tickets to Lollapalooza. That yeah yeah you were mentioning that about that. That'd been a festival in a long long. That's time. in July, right? Something like that. Yeah, late yeah. July, early August. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You have to take lots of pictures. I'll have to live vicariously. Oh yeah. <laughs> on that one, I've never been to anything like that. Yeah. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. Well, me. Yeah, what's going on? Um, so I, I don't even like to admit this, but as I was getting ready to record today, it's bad that this is the most interesting thing. I uh, realized that I have not published the last two episodes that we recorded. Oh, no. So we've been recording and they've just been sitting on my computer. <laughs> so all of our fans out there who are thinking, hey, where the hell did you guys go? It, uh, that's on me. So I will do better. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna blast them all out yeah just i'm just over drop them oh man over uh what do you call it Oversaturate. Oversaturate. saturate I, you know what that's a good question that's a good question <laughs> tbd we'll uh we'll discuss that offline i bet you'll know uh, as a viewer or listener <laughs> yeah <laughs> by the time we have it sorted out they will already know so <laughs> the time machine of the podcast all right so you know it's been a while since we've gone over the purpose of the podcast the name of it stupid or irresponsible i think at first glance people could look at that and just think what in the hell are you guys talking about <laughs> and you know like we've said before this comes from a marketing campaign where it just kind of points out the maybe the flaw in the system that if you get breached some sort of you know fall victim to some sort of a cybercrime type activity uh, rarely do people flock to your support and back yeah. you up and say hey Poor you, you victim. It's kind of the opposite. They're like, what, are you just stupid? Yeah. You know, it's your <laughs> fault. You're the one that was irresponsible and didn't take care of things. And to some extent, maybe there's some truth in, you know, we do have to be smart. We've got to take care of this. Um, but it's also just weird to me yeah. that, you know, you, somebody breaks into your house. You don't get called stupid. Right. They go after the bad guy. Yeah. But not <laughs> in cybercrime. on the door, but they weren't strong enough and your windows weren't locked. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's just odd. It's a it's a weird thing. Um, but, yeah, we do kind of like to point out some of the stupid things we see out there in the world because, guys, if you're not taking care of this stuff, you're going to get hit. Uh, I will not come after you and call you stupid. We'll try to help you, but the problem is once you get breached, you can't undo that. Yeah. And a lot of times it's game-ending. People don't come back. Their businesses are just out. So really the point of this podcast it's educational it's informational it's trying to keep this on you know top of mind for everybody because we get complacent and that's where the problems come all right that said joe stupid things going on out there what kind of a stupid update do you have for us well i kind of got a special episode today we're going to kind of discuss the colonial pipeline breach ah, um, yes. in depth we're kind of going to dig deep uh, go through the timeline uh, exactly kind of what happened 
how it happened, who they were, everything like that. Good. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cover that, but that, I'm gonna get to that after our IT tip today. All right. All right. Well, let's let's roll into the IT sure. tip then. What, right. what so are we teaching week, people today? Yeah. Um, so are you backing up your website? Who does that? Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Does doesn't the hosting company do that for you? Not always. Not know, always. Not always. Not um, always. In fact, if you don't know, uh, do you know if our website's backed up? Yes, I know. There you go. I bet you, but you're a few, you're a small percentage of people with websites, uh, companies with websites. Yeah. Every company's got a website. Yeah, most. Most. Most of, yeah. Yeah. If you don't have a Facebook page or a- You got something. Some, you got something. Yeah. Is it being backed up? Do you have vital information or maybe your billing goes through it or maybe your uh, marketing ads and stuff like that go through it? Yeah. Is it being backed up? Um. So you sure it's handled? You may think it is, but it's not. While most businesses understand the importance of backing up their server and files, many forget to back up their website. Most sites are hosted on a third-party platform like HostGator, WordPress, GoDaddy. Um, however, these hosts have limit or have limits when they back up, and terms and conditions you agree to most likely waive their responsibility to preserve and back up your files and data. Uh, that's something in the small print they don't really tell. Oh you. yeah, that. 30-page document that sure. we all uh, scroll to the bottom so we can click I yeah, agree. Yeah, exactly. And... That little box that says, hey, pay another 200 bucks." Yeah, yeah. No, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Skip to the bottom. Therefore, if you're posting a lot of new content, uh, that's another thing to bring up, uh, you should be backing up your site weekly, if not daily. Hackers can and do corrupt websites, uh, breach websites, uh, throw their own junk on your websites. Uh, this has been documented several, yeah. many times. They, they do all kinds of stuff, and... Typically, uh, the back end on websites are probably the least secure, mostly because a novice will go in and say, yeah, I can do WordPress. Um, and so they set it up, but maybe you've got an admin, admin password. Uh, to there get are some things. very professionally run website developers out there that leave WordPress sure. wide open. Yeah, they're coding. Wide they're open. not security experts. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to have the cost of a downed website or the cost of rebuilding it, back up your website. And that cost is can be a lot. Oh, yeah, big time. Having a site developed can be tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and that's typically uh, the price of managing and maintaining a website, uh, keeping it up to date. That's, that's typically the barrier for a lot of small businesses. Yeah. And, also, and so that's where you kind of cut. You see where the most corners get cut and... Well, plus, hopefully, you're updating the site from time to time. Not yeah. everybody does that, right. but if you are, you you don't always have a record of those updates. Yeah, you know, you you might have the original files from whoever you hired to design the thing, but anything you change after that, those changes are likely lost if yeah. you you know if your site gets breached. Mm-hmm. So you know, and and a lot of times it's not even that the data gets erased; they just infect it. Exactly right. They just throw some plugins in there that are malicious. Yep. Uh, uh, the biggest thing I've noticed recently is you'll get uh, your domain name bre- breach, and so they'll add some uh, some DMARC entries. So basically, oh. they'll they'll basically say um, like a hacker will send all these phishing emails saying, "Hey, click here to do this or that," and it takes you to a fake Office three sixty five page. Typically, that's a beauty salon. Uh, they just added some hacker got into their website, uh, added this extra page. On their wet on their stuff, they don't even know about it. It's not there's not a link or anything like that on their main page, but there's a sub page that they create, which is this Office 365 thing. And then when you put in your your password and your email, um, it sends an email off to the hackers uh, who have authenticated their email address right. from that website. 
that's that's the most typical thing I've seen uh, abundantly most recently. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. So one more thing we've got to pay attention yeah, exactly. to. <laughs> it's one of those things you don't really think about. No. No, it's just something yeah, that kind of falls to the wayside. And Now, here's a question. What's that? Uh, is this in our um, standards? What's that? The website backups. Do you know? Uh, I'd have That's to a, go and look at it. I'm, I'm going to make a little note of that because we need to double check, make sure our own standards that we're measuring against have right. this in there. <laughs> I know we talk to people about it, but. Yeah. yeah, we definitely, I mean, for our site, I've, you know, I've, I've seen our particular one. I don't know if it's on our policies, though, and it's definitely something that if we pass this off to somebody that wasn't thinking security-mindedly uh, and they were signing the contract, it would be a thing. Yep. Yep, yep. All right. See? We learned, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, that's what I love about this podcast. Really, more than anything else, is how much it keeps me on my toes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll, almost every time we record, I... I I just, I'm like, shit, are we doing that? <laughs> Usually the answer is yes, but uh, anyways. Yeah. All right, so there's the tip, guys. Back up your website. And also, it's not part of this, but go ahead and refresh your content from time to time. Yeah. When I pull up a website and it looks like it was built in 1985, I'm not super interested in doing <laughs> business with you. So just a little fun tip. Yep. And with that, Joe, let's, uh, let's go back into this pipeline conversation. Yeah, let's dive into it. All right. So before I get started, I just want to kind of briefly say uh, and kind of describe Dark Side. <coughs> Excuse me. Dark Side? Okay. Dark Side is the uh, ransomware um, that was alleged to have uh, breached these uh, the Colonial Pipeline. Okay. Um, so I kind of want to explain what they are and how they work and operate and stuff like that. So Dark Side ransomware attacks, uh, they're all owner-operated. They're a malware um, as a service. Or um, I yeah. what they call it. Yeah. Something else as a service. Um, but basically, that's what it is, right? Um, so you've got kind of like Office 365 apps. Uh, you consider those uh, software as a service. Soft, right. right? So this is ransomware as a service. Same thing. Uh, you've got these programmers that have built the tools, the actual, you know, the things to get you in, the things to do when they're in already, and then how to send the, I mean, all the way from top to bottom to the ransomware note set up a Bitcoin wallet and everything. Yeah. And they resell those to clients. Uh, and those are, I've, I've kind of delved into to see what it takes to do that. It's actually pretty rigorous uh, to become a client there. Interesting. Um, what, like what, they screen you or? Yeah, there's a big screening process. Uh, okay. First of all, just to find out how to get into the forums and stuff. Right. Is a thing. Yeah. Uh, I won't get into, I mean, it's not entirely impossible, but it's pretty difficult, especially for an American if you don't speak Russian or you don't have a really oh. good Russian. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, really? Yeah. Because they're all on Russian boards or yeah. Chinese boards. Even though a majority of these guys aren't from Russia or live in Russia or anything like that. It's kind of the kind of like you speak English at the airports. Right. Internationally. It's the underground Russian language. In the, in, the, in the hacking forums. Interesting. <laughs> or Bulgarian, something like that. <laughs> so are you learning Russian? <laughs> Maybe that needs to be part of our ongoing education yeah, here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Continuing education course. Fortunately, there's enough uh, smart people out there that do that for me. So I yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Russian as a service. Is this a new thing? Yeah, yeah You can yeah. hire somebody to do <laughs> All right, back on track. <laughs> yeah, so these guys, yeah. Um, so November 10th, Darkside Operators announced a Russian language forums XSS. Uh, so that's what I was talking about. That's their uh, basic hacker forums. Um, and exploit the uh, formation of the new Darkside affiliate program, providing partners with a modified form of Darkside ransomware 
to make use of their own operations. Worth noting, dark side actors have pledged in the past to not attack organizations in the medical, educational, nonprofit, or government sectors. In fact, this comes up later, we'll discuss. Uh, they're just in it for the money. Okay. They claim. Yeah. They're not point, trying to be malicious. They just right, they exactly, just want money. Yeah, exactly. They're just they're just uh, you know reasonable citizens. In fact, they uh, on their on their main well on one of their uh, torrent pages they 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 announced you know they they they, they spent a mass significant sum to charities they give. Are you serious? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're very charitable organization. They try to be as legitimate or appear as legitimate as possible for being you know outright criminals. But so. This is actually a really interesting point, how how much these people believe that they are just conducting business. Yeah. It's a whole mindset. Yeah. It's a whole different— just- We see them, and I'll talk about them as crime rings, Yeah, but they are just yeah. providing for their families. Yep. <laughs> Good, reasonable people in their minds, yeah. you know? <laughs> they got a 9 to 5, yeah. 401k, you know? It's, it's- crazy. <laughs> it's wild. From our standards, from our perspective, exactly. this is crazy. Right. But to them, this is normal business. No, Absolutely. You know, um, let's see. Where to, uh, sorry, I, I yeah, interrupted yeah, yeah, you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you find your spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Flashpoint. They are a security team. They've kind of been following a few of these affiliates, uh, and they've assessed the with moderate confidence or moderate confidence that threat actors behind uh, Dark Side is actually uh, former affiliates of Revel. You remember Revel? Yeah. Uh, they're around with the Solar Winds breaches. Um, and that's based on a few key points where, uh, they've got some ransomware notes. They've got the, you know, pretty typical grammatical constructs of the sentences suggest the writers are not native English speakers. That's common with any kind of ransomware, but it, the, the, the formula and how it's written and everything, it's pretty similar. Uh, the malware checks, this is the big one. Uh, the, they check for the default language on the system. Um, and if it's any of the countries that form its Soviet Union, they hit a kill switch. Do not encrypt. Really? That's common. Uh, and I'll tell you why. I think we've kind of discussed this in the past. Russia's state uh, stance is we will not come after you if you breach outside of our, you know, this old uh, oh, former three of you. Just don't, just don't do your own people. Exactly. But, yeah, yeah exactly. If you do, if somebody inside of, uh, of their, their countries gets breached, they're coming after you. They're going huh. medieval on you. Interesting. They so they. I mean, this is and this is not like, uh, you know, uh, you know, American a little fine, thing. yeah, a little slap on the jail. This yeah. is one of those like you just turn up missing. Your family's wondering where you went. <laughs> <coughs> you know, they wow. they play by different rules over there. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty imperative why they do that, and this will also come by later uh, with a, a press conference that Biden had later uh, regarding this colonial thing. Uh, but another, some other keynotes, uh, the design of the ransom note, wallpaper, file encryption extension, details, inner workings. They bear a lot of similarities to Revel Ransomware, um, which is why they kind of uh, think that these new guys are Revel under now the name uh, Darkside. Okay. Um, you know, and then again, on top of the affiliate program is offered on XSS, which is the Russian language forum for hackers. All right, so now into the colonial breach. Uh, to, to first, I just want to point out colonial. I've got a little image, a graph of what colonial's role in the supply stream for uh, gas and oil is. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you dig the oil up, and uh, and then you send it off to a refinery through some pipelines. Okay. So then it hits the refinery. It refines itself, or they refine it, 
and turn it into like petrol, like you know, gasoline, petroleum, whatever they make, you know, whatever. And then it goes to refinery storage. Then it hits pipeline storage from the refinery storage. This is where Colonial is. Colonial does the pipeline storage, and then uh, for refined gasoline, and then refined products pipeline off into a local terminal. That'll be uh, different places. So they just handle that part. Okay. So now the gasoline's in a local terminal somewhere at a metro, and then take your trucks, go and pick that up and take it to your gas station. Gotcha. So they handle it from the refinery storage. Uh, once it gets to them, is in the pipeline storage. So they manage that part of it and into the pipeline to the local terminal. Okay. So it's very, you know, it's a key small part. part of a, a small but key part. Yeah, right. I guarantee you, have you ever heard of Colonial Pipeline no. before this? No. Yeah, me neither. <clears throat> I bet you can't name another one. Me, I can't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in the early morning of uh, Thursday, May 6th, um, the hackers had launched the Colonial Pipeline cyber attack. Uh, they stole 100 gigabytes of data before locking computers uh, with ransomware and demanding payment. Undisclosed original amount, they estimate around $100 million. That uh, they asked for, right? Yeah, the saying? original ransom note is, you know, there's okay. no telling what it says. Typically, it's a gigantic number, right. and then you contact them, and, you know, we haggle, and you bring it down. Uh, well, they brought it down. Um, at that point, uh, it was brought, you know, within 30 minutes, the CEO got notified and everything, and then they, hi- they hired, guess who? FireEye. Oh. Yeah, so okay. FireEye, the guys that... Uh, but just dealt with their own breach. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, no. No, no, no. no. They covered for solar winds. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they figured but out... But they took the heat for it initially, right? Wasn't that FireEye? Solar winds took the heat. FireEye is the one that like said, hey, here's how it all yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was there, just there making was, sure there. that was the company that I was thinking of. That was the security company involved in that one. So, yeah, it okay. was. Okay. And they, they, I mean, they're the ones that we've kind of like touted in the past of... It's 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 a great model for men. Yes, service like us, like their stocks went up after a breach. Yep, <laughs> they handled it so well. So I mean, as far as hiring a team to cover this thing, you couldn't have done much better. Yeah. Um, so another th- key thing to note here, um, the network that got breached was the sales and billing computers and network. Which is separate and on different VLAN and everything. It's segregated from the actual operation, okay. which was still up and running and yeah. functional. So they could have still... But they, they couldn't sell stuff. Exactly. They couldn't bill for it. Oh, they could have given it away. Or, or you know, wrote an IOU or yeah. a paper trail. Right. They didn't. They shut it down. They shut down the operation side at the same time. Under and the guys. by the way, just another key, key point to interject here... Uh, no matter how many protections you have in place for your technology, really there should be a backup plan to when all else fails, how yep. are you going to still conduct business? Yep. Pen and paper. Yep. So, okay, continue. Absolutely. All right, so moving on to the, seven, uh, the next day, uh, Colonial Pipeline ended up paying $4.4 million, uh, to who they claim was, at the time was Eastern European hackers uh, on May 7th. Um, and, and it contradicted reports that they brought out early in the morning saying there's no intention to pay the extortion fees or help restore, uh, you know, to help restore their, their systems because they did have full backups. Okay. Um, but then they brought out some uh, analytics guys to do some math and how long would it take to re-image all these computers, which they easily could have done. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, several hundreds of computers. Uh, and even then, you don't know how far back. Uh, you need to restore from typically ransomware right. lives in there for a while before yes. it selects. We've learned that exfiltrates, <laughs> yeah, the hard way. So then, uh, May eighth, the government steps in. Uh, 
So FBI, uh, let's see, here, here's all the organizations at least. Uh, the White House, FBI, CISA, NSA. Um, they jump in and they actually shut off key servers operated by the hackers. Um, in fact, uh, by the end of this, uh, uh, DarkSide actually shut down operations. Really? Uh, and it's kind of funny looking at it, you know. Uh, it's, it's almost to the T the exact same notices that uh, Revel did yeah they're assuming so it seems like a good ploy i guess they pulled all their money out they uh they say we're never doing it again you know yeah okay some encryption keys okay you got us yeah yeah. you got us so get ready for the next iteration and whatever their new name is going to be um yeah so that was on the 8th uh and then moving on to the 11th uh, all this time, by the way, uh, pipeline's still not operational. They've got some side channels going on, but they, they still have sh- everything shut down. And, we, you know, this didn't – I didn't ever find a gas station without gas. However, I know people that would drive from station to station and weren't able to get gas. Yeah, and this is primarily the East Coast, and that's yeah. where a lot of the uh, – Okay. Kind of like the so, toilet paper issue where, you know, every, everybody freaks out. still operational. Yeah, and everybody freaks out, so they go and get gas cans and fill yeah. it up and yeah. cause the shortage, and that causes even more freaking out. So there's a lot of that going on. Oh, the human emotions. Yeah. <laughs> so then on the 11th, uh, CISA and FBI advisory. CISA, uh, they issued cybersecurity advisory that described dark side ransomware, kind of like what we just did, associated risk mitigation strategies. That's where it kind of got off the rails. We'll get into that a little later. Uh, Colonial Pipeline's website went offline uh, for a portion of the day. Uh, because of the breach or did they pull it? They pulled it. Okay. Uh, I mean, because of the breach, obviously, but yeah, but more about the the blowback from that. This, yeah, the 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 website is a cloud. Uh, they they've confirmed their Office 365. Another cloud uh, was breached uh, through this. Mm. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned uh, the original. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. The original breach happened with a phishing attack. I saw that in the notes, and I, no, you didn't mention that. Yeah. So. One of the uh, key pieces to Revel is also, and also these uh, dark side operations uh, is the ransomware is they, they have targeted phishing attacks and they have a really yeah. good team about it. Like they learn about, it's not just a blast email. They learn about you. Yeah. They know your inside and outs. They, they figure out who, you're, who emails you and what those correspondence look like. Uh, and they mimic someone that they think that you will fall for to believe that that's them. They have a legitimate cause to get your credentials or your credit card information, whatever. And then that's how they get you with a specific phishing attack to yeah. specific whales. Uh, whales being like high yeah. sea level staff and whatnot. Anybody with access to billing administration. Yeah. Anywho. Always the, the high people high on the totem pole are the ones that have yeah. the biggest target on their back and usually the ones that are least informed. Yep. Sadly. <laughs> about this kind of thing. Low hanging fruit, we call it. Yep. Um, okay, so yeah, so the company uh, then described alternative fuel shipping strategies that are now in place, uh, and this was on the 11th. Oh, I skipped the 10th. Uh, so the day before, this is when it gets gross. Okay, so Biden directly blames Russia early in the morning, and then later retracts that, and says it's not a state hack. It's actually, uh, you know, based on this uh, report that. Uh, it's not a state hack anymore, but uh, they think it's it's Russia, and some people live in Russia, so we need to blame Russia. Yeah. Um, and he later goes and talks to Putin later. Uh, we'll talk about that later. That's <laughs> more recent here. FBI does confirm that it's dark side ransomware, um, um, and this is where uh, you start getting the reports that 
it mimics, uh, you know, it biz, uh, mimics Rebel. You know, we're starting to see all these, uh, you know, we're looking at the hashes. We're looking at seeing exactly what happened on the tech side and confirming, yeah, it does look like Rebel or uh, Dark Side. Okay, so then, Secretary of Energy issues an emergency waiver allowing non-EPA emission standards gasoline to be moved, stored, or sold. Three million barrels came in, not meeting regulations in the EPA, uh, something that they were going to have to destroy previously. So now they're they're shoving, uh, you know, they, they create this waiver. Yeah. And then they load up, load up on uh, on the refined gasoline that wouldn't miss, that normally they would have had to destroy. Now they can sell it at a premium. Nice. So that happened. Somebody's like happy about that. And that's still going on, I guess, what's today, the 18th? Yeah. Anywho, oh. Yeah, so that w- that's going through the 18th. The first day was 3 million barrels, so no telling how much gasoline that normally wouldn't have gone into the gas station. Oh, that was day one? Yeah. Three well, on the 10th, starting on the okay, 10th. Okay, okay. And they gave them a couple weeks, uh, or I guess a week and a half. Hmm. Okay. So one of the many regulations, the political side of it, that kind of got out right. of control. Uh, then moving on to the 12th, restart. They started restarting uh, pipeline operations, so they, they started restarting the operation side. So uh, six days from the hack. Yep. That's actually pretty quick. I mean, it sucks when you're trying to get gas in your car, but... Yeah. Um, I will mention here that uh, they're still working on restoring the sales side. They just okay. restarted the operation side. Okay, okay. Which they never really had to take down in the first place. Sure, now, yeah. this... From a security standpoint, if uh, you have a laterally moving, meaning a, a ransomware attack that's going through the network, finding any kind of shares and trying to get in there, you kind of I see, shut it I off. see it. Yeah. However, we know for a fact these are uh, segregated networks, okay. physically and uh, logically. So, eh, kind of sketch. Okay. Uh, and then on the thirteenth, we get a full system restart. So they're fully back up and operational as of the thirteenth. When Thursday morning is the first day of the hack, they shut things down on the seventh. So. Less than a week before they're fully operational again. Yeah, I mean, really, that's... I So, and I say that because I don't know that people understand the complexity of recovering from one of these. Yeah. I, I talk frequently about how you can't get unhacked. And then we sit here and we break down how people recover from them. But it's missing all of the, the details of why this is such a nightmare to deal with. And another reason, uh, you know, that they decided to go ahead and pay that ransom. Four million bucks is nothing to sneeze at, but when you're talking about the time that they lost or the money they lost during the time of oh, yeah. re-imaging hundreds of computers and systems. However, I sure as hell hope they do that anyways. <laughs> you pay a ransom and then you trust the bad guys to take all the bad stuff off your computer. Exactly, yeah. They still yeah. have those back doors. They're still yeah, there. you still uh, have to re-image. They're just unencrypted. Yeah. You just don't have to do it on that. It's your timeline, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, and they say, yeah, we peaky promise. We won't get back. Mm-hmm. We won't rehack. Uh, typically, in my experience, that's not the case. No, oh, you've identified yourself as a paying customer. <laughs> I mean, right. listen, guys, this is a business lesson for you. It's always cheaper to retain your clients than it is to find new ones. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, so that same day, uh, they got the full restore. Uh, Biden saying an executive order removes contractual, con- uh, contractual terms that may limit information sharing with CISA, NSA, FBI, uh, and they require service providers, including cloud service providers, to preserve data it will name later. Hadn't named that yet. Uh, provide said information and share all related information, including proprietary network and security information, with federal government. Uh, this was actually part of a bill that they've been trying to get in, but they couldn't get Congress to pass. Yeah. Well, you don't need Congress if it's an executive order. I know. We've, so that's gone through. We've got a cool dictatorship here in the, yeah. in the 
free uh, United States of America. Yep. So now they got it. They got proprietary information. They, they basically you now have to, uh, and they listed it's pretty much healthcare, anything that has to do with us, uh, the main systems that run the, the country, so gas lines and stuff. Even even if they're private entities, they now have to share fully and cooperate fully with the government. This is a piece because they were asking FireEye to share, and they had an NDA. Oh. So they didn't really. They gave them generals, but they wouldn't say, yeah, we pay the ransom because that's a huge fine. Yeah, that's uh, right. There's a lot of stuff in there that could implicate uh, the company. Mm. And because they had the NDA, they wouldn't have. They didn't have to re- reveal those that information. Obviously, they, they coordinated and worked with the government, but not to the extent yeah. that they uh, the government wanted. And definitely uh, proactively now, the FBI, CIA, NSA... They wanted extra. They want extra stuff prevented or you know beforehand, uh, which you know uh, privacy experts are still crying about. Um, I'm one of them. Of you know, it's none of your business. Stay out of my network. But now you know it's kind of carte blanche. They you know they're just digging deeper and deeper, and they got more and fuller access. In fact, I think we talked about this last time with SolarWinds. We did. The FBI. Um, Went in without uh, requesting and without acknowledging or yeah. letting anybody know. Hopped onto a you know a bunch the exchange of server. This was the exchange yeah. server and did their own deeds. Did whatever they want, threw whatever they wanted on there. Yeah, under the guise of we're trying to help national security. Um, How you say? Uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. Exactly. They did not do that. <laughs> not here. Uh, they're also creating a new uh, government re- uh, body uh, called the Cyber uh, Safety Review Board. Uh, to convene after major incidences. Uh, it's made up of FBI, DOJ, Department of Justice, Department of Defense, NSA, FBI, and then some select private sector guys. Uh, so we got some more more uh, more people to pay, I guess. This will also appoint a national cyber uh, director. So we're going to have one guy that just basically is the cyber director of the nation. Um they did a lot of good stuff, though. Uh, they did a lot of uh, updating to policy for federal systems. Yeah. You know, in the past, I've seen uh, some of my military buddies working on non-activated versions of Windows, you know, on Windows 7 stuff in, in this day and age. Jeez. Uh, so it's not necessarily, <laughs> you know, with pirated copies of this, that, or the other. So they're actually uh, enforcing what kind of CMMC has kind of brought back in the past. Yeah. They're actually pushing that through. Requiring up-to-date standards for uh, public sector uh, systems, which is awesome. It, it is. Correct. And it's, I mean, with all of this stuff, there's such a, I was going to say a fine line, but maybe it's gray area. I'm not sure what it is, but there's two sides to these arguments about privacy versus security. Um, and I don't know. There's There's so much that needs to be done. I don't want the government mandating things. And at the same time, without those regulations, people just simply don't protect their networks. Yeah. I mean, we see that all the time. Even when the regulations do apply to their industry, a lot of times they don't do it. So, well, and it, in my opinion of that, it's kind of the market figures it out the yeah. hard way. Yeah, no, I mean, that's true. There's not a there's not a law that you have to have a lock on your house. Correct. No, I mean valid point. But I don't know. It's, that's a, that's so a discussion for another. Time. Here we're talking about infrastructure, though. Sure. You know, where where if we go out of business because we're not smart, that doesn't really impact the community, yeah. uh, other than a few customers, right? Yeah. I mean, our hundreds of thousands of customers, but just them. Uh, anyways, I don't know. I, it's just 
I'm glad I'm not making these decisions. I'm frustrated with most of them. Yeah, you do both. It's fun to critique on this side of this fence. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, then the only next thing, uh, Biden went and spoke with Putin on the 15th, uh, blaming him for solar winds, uh, blamed Russia and him for the 2020 election, uh, and they claimed interference again. Um, and then so then he imposed further sanctions against Russia and expulsed, an expulsion of dozens of diplomats. So that kind of seals the deal there. So that's yeah. that's uh that's the colonial pipeline. It's quite a nutshell. Quite an event. It's been a busy year or so with I mean some major, major breaches that are impacting a lot of people yep. right now. Yep. So I mean And they're getting uh they're getting media coverage, which is kinda cool. Yeah. They had it in the past and so people kinda just, you know, let it slide by the wayside. Right. You know, this is big money. This is big business. Uh, a lot of, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, passed hands uh, with the soul. Yeah. Pretty wild. All right. Well, Crazy. that's this week, Joe. What do we got coming up? Uh, next week, lie, lie, lie. Oh. <laughs> Explain further what that means or why you should lie. Why we should lie. Well, <laughs> listen, I'll tell you one example. Hey, baby, does this dress make me look big? No, darling. <laughs> uh, maybe I should edit that comment out. Anyways, uh, so as we wrap this up, we're talking about, and this is this is something I run in all run into all the time when talking to prospects, prospective customers about security. They will cite a situation like this where we're talking about a company with tons of resources. I won't say limitless resources; we all have limits. But you've got an organization that has plenty of money. And yet they still get breached. And so it's easy for people to look at that and say, well, if they can, if Colonial gets hacked, what hope do I have of protecting my business? So then why bother? And I've, I've said this before, too. There are two primary targets that these hackers go after. They go after the big guys because it's lucrative. And they go after the low hanging fruit, the people who have their head in the sand approach to cybersecurity. So I can't help you if you have a huge target on your back. I mean, I could help you protect your network, but I'm just saying. Training you, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't undo the target is all I mean by that. Fair, we, fair. You know, we can't take you out of that category. Um, but I'll tell you, the category we can easily take you out of is the low-hanging fruit. Yep. You do not have to be low-hanging fruit, and you do not have to spend a fortune to do it. We're talking about some basic, basic things that need to be put into place. And yeah, to your point, education. Where, where this was a phishing attack. We've got to train people better. We've yeah. got to know what we're looking for. And, and you got to stay up to date. That, yeah. Train constant, not yeah. once. Yeah. If you took a training lesson a year ago, uh, just on a general email security, yeah, you wouldn't have, you, you would have still got hacked today because they're, they're updating. They're just as fast as we come up with a solution. They're coming up with an, a bigger, badder, meaner exploit yeah. or harder phishing attacks. You got to stay up to date. Well, and the training is so dated right now that when I talk to people about training, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, got to learn what links to not click on. Yeah. No, we're not. We're, we're so far beyond that, yeah. guys. <laughs> that was 10 years ago we were talking about that one. Yeah. Uh, we're now looking at behaviors. We're looking at uh, ways to validate claims through email. Somebody emails you instructions. You don't take that at face value. You've got to verify. So stuff like that. So uh, the ongoing offer. Jump on a, a discovery call with me, 10 minutes. We'll ask some key questions, answer any questions you have. 
And I can tell you, in 10 minutes, I swear to God, I can tell you uh, how likely you are to get hacked. It does not take very much uh, digging to know where you stand. So uh, if nothing else, get, get another set of eyes. If you've got it handled, you've got a good IT company, you've got a good security company, that's fine. Get another set of eyes on this. It doesn't cost you a penny. So go to mastercomputing.com slash discovery, book a call, and uh, we'll get this thing knocked out for you guys. Joe, that's all I've got. Any final words? Well, see you later. See you guys.